Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk about prevention. Now, I'm going to come at this from all angles, really, because if we start really broad and big, then prevention is public health. And we have to remember that in many parts of the world, basic things such as sanitation, access to clean water, access to food, and on the other end of the scale, the significant mortality from malaria or diarrheal disease And I I think it's important to mention these because if these things don't affect us, we don't think about them. And I mean that on a personal level, but also on a corporate level. Why is it that certain diseases and certain conditions get more prominence when it comes to drug development than others? Lots of ethical questions to think about there. But going back to the premise of prevention itself, there's the, the big picture, which is public health, looking at populations, what it is that affects all of us in in a sense, things like air pollution and the sort of downstream consequences of that, which are heart disease and chronic lung disease. And of course, another way of looking at prevention is endpoints. What is it that we are all most likely to succumb to at the end of our lives? And cardiovascular disease is definitely very high on the list, as is respiratory disease. And I must say that rolled into cardiovascular disease and heart disease I also mean stroke which then brings prevention down to the level of the individual what can we do ourselves to improve our chances of a long healthy good quality of life and apart from uh, changing your behaviors which I cover at the beginning of this whole series of podcasts a very simplistic way Um, of looking at prevention are probably do's and don'ts. I know life's not that straightforward because it's easy to say, do this, don't do that. But that does require behaviour change tools, which we can come on to. But there are some obvious ones. So in terms of don'ts, and if you you look at the World Health Organization website and causes of non-communicable disease, you'll see that smoking and alcohol are very high up there. So 
you know, those are things that are likely to damage our health in the long term if done in excess. We know that. I think while we're on do's and don'ts, it, this is an important one because sometimes you can go really quite extreme. And I have met people and I know people who take things to the nth degree. For example, not using any kind of plastics because plastics are endocrine disruptors. They affect our hormones. Um, but, you know, hey, where I'm sitting right now, I'm surrounded by them. I mean, it's pretty difficult to do that because plastics are a part of the world now since the middle of the last century. Or people who won't drink tap water um, because of contaminants. It's great if you've got that luxury. A lot of people don't. So prevention kind of spans quite a broad number of modalities in a way. On one level it's population based, on the other it's individual. And you know there are some things that we have to do as individuals for the benefit of the many. For example recycling or being more mindful about our waste and consumption. And I guess if you looked at the biggest picture of all, the biggest element of prevention is trying to prevent planet Earth from imploding and and you know we're not living with unlimited resources so i was thinking about what would be the most useful way to get some nuggets across in this particular episode and and what i thought was why don't i go through the top causes of illness disease and death and then talk about ways of preventing those it all ties into the health loop, which is the premise of my book, The Health Fix, because that is an individual way of improving your health and also preventing illness. And that book, The Health Fix, is out on January the 5th, 2023, coming soon. But leaving that aside for the time being, let's start with cardiovascular disease and stroke. Now, many people listening will have a history of one or both of those in their family, and not to sound too morbid, but in terms of what most people are likely to die of, they are really at the very top of that list of causes of mortality. So let's start with that. How can we prevent um, premature heart disease and stroke? So I think it's safe to say if you're 90 years old and you, you die of heart disease or stroke, then you've had a long life. But what we don't want is someone succumbing to those conditions in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, if possible. And if we look at all the inputs, I've mentioned this several times, but if we look at the inputs into our health and the eight things that are in my health loop are diet, exercise, stress, sleep, sunlight, environment, historic infections, and last but not least, genetics. So, Looking at those variables, um, as I've said before, if you tighten up on all of those, not only will your risk of cardiovascular disease come down, but your risk of developing type 2 diabetes will come down, your risk of developing Alzheimer's will come down. So although there are some specific things that are touted to prevent cardiovascular disease, for example, there's a, a study from a couple of years ago, from 2019, that looked at middle-aged men and heart disease and it it's not a cause and effect thing but 
what they found was that men that could do 40 press-ups in middle age are up to 96% less likely to develop heart disease. Pretty staggering statistic. You can look at the study in the show notes. So certainly when you're looking at types of exercise, push-ups or press-ups might be one that is quick and easy in a way and can't say for definite, but it's likely to confer some benefit in terms of cardiovascular fitness. It's sort of the wrong way around in a way because the study doesn't say that press-ups prevent heart disease, but it is saying that if you're a middle-aged man and you can do 40 or even less in number, you know, the number is sort of, um, it, it correlates really to cardiovascular fitness. That's the whole point. And it's the same with diet. There's a diet called the DASH diet, which stands for dietary approaches to stop hypertension. Hypertension means high blood pressure and high blood pressure is also a big risk factor for cardiovascular disease. And and I'll, again, I'll post links to that. But my, my point is, is that all of these things hit multiple bases. You don't have to just think of those activities as helping you stave off heart disease or the risk of a stroke. It'll work on other conditions it will it will make you generally healthier so just recapping we, we, we start very broad in terms of the environment and the planet so making sure that we are sensible citizens I guess thinking about you know whether we can walk instead of use the car um, thinking about our waste all of that stuff then we've sort of chunked down a little bit into the realm of the individual and that means you, your family, and the kind of things that you can do to prevent illness. And I've just used heart disease as one example. But of course, there are so many elements to it. Remember those eight factors in the health loop. If you have high stress, it doesn't matter if you've got a, a good diet, that's going to have an impact on your cardiovascular health as well. So what a lot of people ask me is, look, you know, I'm already doing a lot of the things correctly Um, But I'm really worried about, um, let's take Alzheimer's as an example. I'm really worried about developing Alzheimer's disease because my mother had it and what can I do that's specific to that? And again, if if you start broad with those eight factors and you look at all of them, you'll be able to at least delay the onset of disease. So with Alzheimer's, um, you could, if you wanted to, focus on things that improve your brain health because it's a brain-based disease that does affect everything else in your body ultimately, but there's no doubt it starts there. So that would mean looking at ways of stimulating yourself cognitively. There's evidence that that helps. And making sure that you're doing everything you can to nourish your brain. There are lots of foods that are brain friendly if you like like oily fish and berries and foods high in in healthy fats as well and of course never forget the basics sleep is essential for preventing cognitive decline but like the person who avoids plastics if you wanted to drill down even further you know if you really want to go to that next level then you could look at everything that seems to want to try to stop amyloid from multiplying in the brain because it's that protein and that process of the build-up of amyloid that triggers these tau tangles in Alzheimer's and that's what causes the symptoms of memory loss and, and all the rest of it. 
And it's a, it's a tricky one because a lot of this stuff isn't studied with rigour. But, for example, there is a study on turmeric reducing beta amyloid. It's a, a study on mice and not people. But mechanistically, we know from experiments that turmeric binds amyloid. So, you know, if you were someone who had a strong family history of Alzheimer's disease and you were doing all the basics correctly, then there probably is some case for you thinking about supplementing with turmeric. But, you know, these are things that are on the margins. The basics are the most important thing. It's funny, I was um, talking to a friend recently about um, the life that we led to this point. And many years ago, he and I had been in Thailand on holiday and at the time hired a load of scooters and you know travel around the island what we didn't realize was how dangerous they are um we didn't have any helmets we um weren't really shown how to use them you know and you could easily sort of overdo it on the throttle and then end up on your back or on the floor and actually it was only after we came back we realized that many people die because of um, scooter accidents you know they, they go off the edge of a cliff or die in a road traffic accident and inc- incidentally if you look at the one of the show note links you'll see that there are different causes of death in different types of country and actually road injuries is quite high up um, certainly features in the top 10 of the lower income countries and the reason I'm mentioning this is that you know basics are important you know, because health and safety, although it seems very bureaucratic, is so important. There's no point in focusing on individual health unless your environment is safe. Any of you that have been go-karting will know that the the thing that takes the longest is the safety briefing at the beginning. But if, you know, if you go to a country and they just let you in a go-kart without any kind of briefing, that is a bit of a red flag because it probably means that it's not safe. So, There's something, the biggest part of prevention, in a way, is safety. I guess um, the other thing is, what are we trying to prevent? You know, we talk about prevention, but is it it, um, preventing a disease or the onset of a disease? Um, And what do we mean by preventable deaths? Because obviously we're all going to die at some point. I mean, I think it's it's all of those. And a preventable death is one that can be avoided through public health measures. You know, for example, not smoking. Or all of the health and safety things I've been talking about to prevent road traffic accidents, for example. And I think looking to the future, in terms of patterns, what I'm seeing and what we're all seeing, I think across the world is a rise in certain conditions so cancer alzheimer's disease mental disorders which is a a, a kind of an international classification have all risen dramatically and truth be told some things just happen you can't prevent them and that seems cruel and unfair and it is But, you know, given that we're on this planet for such a short time in this life, I think it's worth putting some effort into 
you know, think of it as an insurance policy against things going wrong. You know, would you get into a car without a seatbelt these days? I know people used to do it in the 70s. Probably not, because we know how dangerous it can be. And in the same way, um, the more we know about the perils of the world and the things that can damage our health, the more important it is to try and prevent illness. One of the really hard things is that if you are preventing illness, then you don't know it's happening because you're not getting ill. And one of the difficulties in, in anything, but particularly healthcare, is to prove that something would have happened if you hadn't taken action. Um, so, you know, if you, if you live to the age of, say, 90 without heart disease or Alzheimer's, you know, you can, you can pretty much say that, you know, you, you've kind of escaped getting those diseases at an earlier age. And that would be remarkable, I, I would say. And so it, it's quite hard to measure the effect of something um, when an event doesn't happen. You know, how, have you, how do you prove that you've saved someone from having a heart attack or a stroke? I want to leave you with an example that I think is really powerful and inspiring. I've mentioned um, Dr. David Unwin previously on other episodes, and I really want to pay homage to him because, firstly, he's a a lovely man, really, really humble, um, doesn't have that kind of smugness that a lot of people who are doing good work do. Um, secondly, he's cut from my cloth. He's a generalist. He's a GP. And GPs, you know, we are just good at solving problems. Sorry if that sounds a bit arrogant. And he had a problem. And his problem was that he was working in a community where people were pre-diabetic or diabetic. And he himself adopted a low-carbohydrate diet, um, which seemed to work really well. And he made doing this very accessible to his group of patients. And actually what's remarkable is that not only do his patients feel better, but their numbers have improved, which means that they're actually actively practicing prevention they're going to live longer, feel better, and be healthier, if you like, because of an intervention that they've made. Um, I'm going to stop there, but I'm going to post a link to his work in the show notes, along with some other really interesting links. Do have a look at them this time. Anyway, that's enough for me today. Um, listen, I hope that was useful, and I hope it sort of puts into context what prevention really means. I know we go on about it a lot in health, and it's not just one thing, you know, it's the big picture, but it's also down to the individual level. Um, do let me know what you think. Do get in touch with me um, via my socials, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, my Facebook page. And listen, until next time, have a think about prevention. You know, how much of it do you do? Do you need to do a bit more of it, perhaps? We're all, you know, doing our best. And until next time, do stay well, take care. Bye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.